like this is an embarrassing story. I think this is just... It's not embarrassing for you. It's embarrassing for our cat. Whoa, what happened? Um, okay, so I, I've been having a little bit of trouble sleeping this week. But last night, I was all the way asleep. And I was woken up by the sound of some scratching. To our shame, we have five cats. <laughs> Most of them were strays that just sort of decided they live with us. But We only decided to take two of them. Yeah. The rest just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I hear the scratching with any and anybody who has cats, there's mischief happening. And in particular, I was pretty sure this was like rapid scratching, like trying to find a place to pee. And our kitties are naughty. So I jumped up out of bed and I ran out thinking he's going to pee on the carpet or something. And I was just like, you. And I flipped on the light and I look and it's Piggy, our most recent um roommate sitting you know in his litter box where he's supposed to be and he's just looking at me like like what are you doing here how dare you interrupt my poo and so I was like oh sorry and I just turned the light off and got back in bed and then like a minute later I hear him come into my room and mew and I turn and he's just like sitting there in the doorway just kind of looking at me like what was that <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, hi, Piggy. And he comes over and he jumps up on the bed and he just gives me a cuddle for a second and it's purring. And so I just sort of petted him for a minute. And then he was like, all right, that's enough. And he just got down off the bed and left, um, which was very cute of him. And I, I don't know how long I was asleep, but it was like right after this, it seemed like I woke up again to mm -hmm. the sound of scratching yet again. And this time it was naughty scratching. <laughs> and it was our other cat, Diggory. And he was in my room and he was peeing on the rug when I woke up, uh, like right next yeah. to my bed. Oh. And I'm basically 100%. So I just yelled at him and he ran away. <laughs> and I'm basically like 100% certain he saw Piggy come into my room and he was jealous. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> He requires a lot of attention mm, or yeah. else he's very naughty. <laughs> he peed on my desk once in the middle of the night. I woke, Ew. I woke up to hear noises and I looked and he had peed on my desk. Gross. He gets, he's That's very, so what That's breed is he? No. I'm pretty sure he's part Balinese. Mm -hmm. And when I was reading about Balinese, it said that they need a lot of attention. Yeah. They'll act <laughs> out by divas. scratching and peeing on things. Yeah. And so now every time I see him, ever since he peed on my desk, I give him way too much attention. <laughs> I'll sit there and I'll mess with him and play with him and just so that he won't pee on my stuff while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I love him. So I also want to give him attention because I love him. But I give him extra attention so that he won't be as evil. Well, I was cross with him this morning because he peed on my rug. Didn't give him his morning scritches when I left for work because I was like, you're being bad. And then when I came home, Jensen reminded me, she's like, he's really high maintenance. You didn't ferminate him this week. And he watched you ferminate Diggy and then Piggy. Or, or, Piggy and then and he was and he's angry. Like he's jealous. You have to give him attention or else he's just going to keep acting oh out because you have to remember this is like this is a cat and it's a, it's a not a particularly intelligent cat he like, did fall out of a tree onto his head he's just he's a simple creature <laughs> you just have to treat him like a small baby essentially and so i was like you're right and so like i went to go pet him and make up with him and he literally like flinched away from me over and started rubbing jensen <laughs> he was he was that mad at elsa that he came oh. over to me instead so he's super super he'll probably be waiting at, at the door for us when we get home and you can try again then Aww.
He sits in front of the door. It's his little sentinel spot. Oh, he's our little yeah. guard cat. It's which is, cute. Which is funny, but it's also a little bit hilarious though because he's super useless. Like he wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, able to do like anything. when people come to the door, he just runs away. He's like, I fulfilled my duty. I warned you. <laughs> exactly. Though so he did him. once charge um, our cousin's dog when he got too close to Bella because yeah. Diggy loves Bella. And Diggy will protect Bella fiercely. Bella is his niece, another one of our... I kind of think it's they have a thing his going on. <laughs> Dad calls it an incestuous relationship. It's They're not incestuous. They just cuddle. I don't know. Binky, our cousin's dog, started to go towards Bella and Diggy just like charged at him. And Tom charged at him too because everyone loves Bella. She's the baby, except for Sissy. Sissy hates Bella. But Sissy hates everyone except Tom. But uh, both charged Binky and they sliced his head open. Poor dog. There is drama. Community going on. Everyone loves Bella except Sissy. Sissy does one except tom piggy <laughs> likes everyone but no one likes piggy except bella <laughs> and diggy loves tom like dwight loves michael scott <laughs> yeah that's it's the exact good. same relationship that's a good way tom <laughs> tolerates everyone except bella who he loves you know it's interesting it's i'm realizing i don't ridiculous. think i don't think anybody dislikes tom no no i don't think anyone dislikes tom Tom is the popular one. There's been so much cat talk at the beginning of this podcast. This is not a podcast about cats. It should this be. This is not the purrcast. Know anything about cats? We could talk about. We'll teach you, Aaron. You that know will be cats. that will be the whole format of the podcast. Now is you <laughs> us questions about cats, and we answer them because we know everything. Yeah, like ask me what's Bella's favorite genre of video game. She has one. <laughs> It's RPGs, Aww. especially fantasy RPGs. This week, the truly embarrassing story is the story of America. Well, yeah. <laughs> what an embarrassing country. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. I just want to say, wow. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're back. Yeah. Cool, right? Like You almost like said that like a question, like, are we? And no. I'm like, no, I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> no. I, upwards inflection is a thing in my speech patterns. <laughs> um, so like we had our, we had our Halloween episode, which was us officially being like properly back. Yes. And now we get to move into our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. Okay. And I failed to put this question on the outline because I'm, you know. We just assumed yeah. that you forgot. I can tell because you put answers. <laughs> so what are you playing right now, Erin? Well, I just beat Vampire the other night. <laughs> this whole year. It's just a spooky year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. At first, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much talking. Like, I'm just going around talking to people. Yeah. But then eventually I got so invested. I was like, something would pop up on my screen. I was like, <gasps> about this person i'm gonna go track them down even though they're like two districts over <laughs> past all of these enemies yeah I'm like, I'm like why isn't there fast traveling in this game <laughs> like, it's because the map is not that big. it's not that big but still. did you love that when you run how stiff his back is in his bathrobe <laughs> yeah that's something i noticed he's got like this really stiff run he has a really weird run and his his coat, it looks like a coat when you're standing, but when you run fast, it looks like a bathrobe straight up. 
Especially when the graphics would get messed up and it would kind of like bunch up. Like goes through his legs. <laughs> yeah, go through. That's you one know. of my favorite glitches in any game is when fabric goes through the yeah. character's legs. <laughs> that sounds like an embarrassing yeah. Um, I feel like there's been a I feel like that's a really important animation in games is your characters run because mm-hmm. you end up staring at the back of them watching them run uh, so yeah. much yeah like in games where it's good yeah like I love watching Geralt run yeah it's mm. good stuff yeah <laughs> and you're and actually I think the Dark Souls like um, model the way mm. that it runs yeah it's just hypnotic to me yeah that one I mean you <laughs> character running a lot in dark souls <laughs> like you already do in most th- in most third person games you're gonna stare at your character yeah. running but in dark souls it feels like it's even longer because mm-hmm. you're mm. staring at them running while doing mundane things and mm-hmm. similarly and also another another version of vampires the way your character runs in bloodborne oh mm. yeah that's it's nice so it's yeah. very nice so nice so yeah. smooth <laughs> That's probably one of the reasons. So I, I hardly ever sprinted during mm. this game because I was like, eh, yeah, it looks so weird. <laughs> I spent most of the time in the dark vision and then I would run uh, because you can't see him as well mm. in the dark vision. You can would, still see him. but uh-huh. like, yeah. I would mostly do like his dash because mm. it looked cool. It's yeah. like I'm disappearing, but not. I'm just a fast vampire <laughs> <laughs> in the shadows. <laughs> so his sprint looks ridiculous. And that looks so dumb. <laughs> Because the camera like zooms out a little bit, and you're like, "Oh no!" And then you can, can see, see all of them. <laughs> like this needs to stop. I really love that game, but that was one of the things about it that I was just like, "Oh, this is not great." I got over it, obviously. <laughs> that and, just, and the loading screens oh, and loading it, screens. They're just random. All of a sudden, it's like loading. I know. And I'm like what? I found <laughs> it froze on me part of several that. times. Yeah, part of that is because you would use the dash a lot. I know because when I played it on my evil playthrough, I had it on easy because I just wanted to like get through it quickly and I would just want it to be super OP. <laughs> and so I was like really powerful and I would use that thing mm-hmm. and I would go so fast that I would beat the loading screens. Like it would just, I would keep going so fast that it couldn't load the area all the time and it was mm. driving me crazy yeah. this is one of the ways in which i feel like i think i'm a little bit more in line with aaron on this yeah where like if i had paid money for this game <laughs> i think i would have hated the absolute guts out of it <laughs> but because i'm getting it for free now i think i'm gonna have a nice experience with it and enjoy it for what <laughs> well, it is a broken mess <laughs> for me I don't know. I think maybe it's because I, I, I've I done quality assurance in a lot of things. Not It's just part of my weirdness that I enjoy when I find something broken in a game. It's entertaining to me. <laughs> like when I found out that in Fallout New Vegas, right by one of the NCR camps near Novak, you can slip the invisible wall and get outside of the map. That was like the greatest day for me. <laughs> I ran to the end of the map and there's just an endless sea of irradiated water once you get out there. Or in Horizon Zero Dawn, I found a hole in the invisible wall in that one also. And mm-hmm. I got trapped inside the invisible walls. <laughs> okay. And there was an area, there were new flowers spawning. And it was an area that was outside of where you could oh, like wow. get to. And it was, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. You make and it finding... sound really fun and magical. <laughs> and I know. 
broken game, but like, I like I love hearing it. it. I like hearing it through your perspective because yeah. I think for me, I would just be like, how dare you waste my time? It's just, it, for me, it's fun because it's like I've figured out something. Broken games, like they can be pretty funny. Like there are a lot of funny moments in Ghost of Tsushima. Like, yeah. Beautiful game, but very broken. Yeah. <laughs> like the one guy that I showed you that when you go to you go to release them, you'll go flying up to the top of the tree and then drop down. Yeah. I love that See, I love stuff like that. But this was a hindrance. Like sometimes it would just, randomly start to load but other times it would straight up freeze yeah. and I would have to restart the game. that's a problem like, I never had it freeze when I did it and I wonder if it's because I have the disc version and you have probably how many um out of five lives that are strange do you give this honestly I I'd probably give it a solid five like it's you know the graphics aren't great but that's you know that's it's the it's stylized like mm -hmm. You just threw it together it's like really kind of pretty to look at um and i love the character like he's really cool jonathan reed is a really good character he's so cool he's and fun whenever you go to mesmerize people it's like this really come with me yes <laughs> and i was like oh shivers <laughs> <laughs> and yeah um and love being a vampire and the whole how he's you know he's like a a doctor, also a vampire, and wants to eat people. <laughs> it's but really he wants fun. to help people too. And yeah, I just liked that dynamic of him trying to like hide his true nature. Yeah, he's conflicted. Yeah. I like stories like that. And um, it takes place during a pandemic, which feels very po topical. Yeah, yes. I played it at the beginning of quarantine. Oh, man. Uh, and that was lots of fun. Yeah. I know. It's so weird. How many people did you end up killing? Yeah, I think there were two people in Whitechapel. I embraced. Oh, my gosh. Where is she? Is it the lady who owns the sh shop? <clears throat> oh, no. I think. The, okay. This is the lady in the docks. Um, oh, oh. Um, something cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, so, she, yeah, she's the leader of the Wet Boots Boys gang. So I was like, I don't feel yeah. too bad about that. <laughs> um, I embraced Father Tobias. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was the worst. Um, Seymour Fishburne. Yeah, Because he's a serial killer. Yeah. And uh, that one turns out better. Cadigan Bates. Because he's oh, a tool. He's the worst. <laughs> I hated him um, <laughs> on the my no kill run. I wish I could kill you. <laughs> I think that was all of them. I was really, really tempted to embrace Venus. Oh yeah, but from what I read, nothing bad happens to her husband if you don't embrace. Yeah, like, eh, I'll leave you alone for now. <laughs> What's interesting is um, if you embrace her husband, and it's like I don't know, she she's just like really really happy i mean it's not interesting because like you know that she's poisoning him so like of course she's gonna be happy mm -hmm. but i don't know it's just like it's kind of it's not exactly how i expected it to go down yeah i don't know um and when i did my evil run i embraced almost everyone mm -hmm. i managed to um i managed to hit a glitch with the weapons so there's one person with a weapon that i needed that i didn't have to embrace I think her name was louise the the girl that gets kidnapped by the vampire and in, in, um in oh, west yeah. the west end. west end yeah i chose to not embrace her because i didn't need to mm -hmm. and lady ashbury's daughter so i didn't embrace her yeah and then i left the 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 teenage daughter in the west end of the the lady who owns the shop mm -hmm. I 
definitely took out the I lady was, owns the shop. Yeah, I was thinking about taking her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, you suck. <laughs> Left her daughter. And then um, I think there was one other person that I was able to leave um, without without like and it was it was funny because it doesn't matter but I didn't want to embrace those people because I felt bad yeah. <laughs> as like I really like the one girl who gets kidnapped by the vampire I think she's really awesome <laughs> she like figures out that you're a vampire and that's kind of cool and then I obviously didn't want to embrace Lady Ashbury's daughter she would never forgive me yeah. like that would be so awful and I wasn't gonna kill that poor teenage Right. I'm like, yeah. And so I just, I left because as many people as I could. Brainwashed her. I know. <laughs> I left as many people as I could. So it took me a long time to decide to actually embrace someone, anyone. Doesn't seem to go with his character. Like, even though he's a vampire and he's thirsting for blood, he still has a pretty good grip on his human side. This goes against his character, but also I wanted XP, and I was yeah. like, well, these people are evil, so... <laughs> like, That's I, the thing. I don't know how... Like, so to get the platinum, um, you, you do, like, a no-kill run, Yeah, but you can't do that in story mode. It has to be on normal or hard, and I was doing story mode, and I... I don't think I could have done it if I hadn't killed anyone because without that XP, like, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did it um, on my first playthrough. When I started it, my options were normal or hard. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there may not have been a hard mode at the time. It may have just been one difficulty. I don't know. It was so long ago. I started I, it the day it came out. I think it was just one mode and you were like, like, it's fine. I'm, I'm making my way through it, but it does feel like a bit of an oversight. It'd be better balanced if you did have that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you said you're like, I'm a prophetess. You, I, you, I remember <laughs> you telling me this because I remember you saying something like this game is going to not have as many fans as it could have. And they haven't made it inaccessible in a way that feels intentional. It feels like they just missed out on this mm. part of the game that they should have put in. Okay. Mm. That and does I was sound like, like me. I was like, you're <laughs> smart. <laughs> that does sound like me. Yeah. But I did it on my first my first run and it was very hard. Yeah. Like I, I had to take a long time. I had to get, I had to like grind a lot. And I also was really scared to sleep. And yep. I didn't know at that point, I learned in my evil playthrough that you can literally sleep for like, three weeks and no one dies of their diseases they oh, just really? get the third level of the diseases and then it's oh. like that's it oh that's kind of lame i, I know. want people to die <laughs> i know i was i thought that they would die and i didn't want to embrace <laughs> any of them and so i was just like sleeping day after day after day because i wanted them to eventually die of their illnesses and they never did that yeah. was kind of an annoying thing to me when i that's, discovered that i was yeah. like that's really dumb you should make their you should they should have made it so that there were consequences yeah. to him not mm. doing his work yeah Exactly. And at the time, I would have slept more and I would have used the XP that I had, <laughs> but I didn't. And so I just had huge stores of XP and oh, was man. like tiny levels. Like, <laughs> I think when I fought the one guy who's in the West End inside the shop, mm -hmm. I think I was like level 18 when I fought him and he's like level 30. Oh, dang. It took me so many times to get him. And then the only reason I beat him is because he glitched into the kiosk. He was stuck. 
Oh, man. And so he wasn't able to do anything to me, and I just stood back, and I just <laughs> used my my ranged abilities that I had mm -hmm. over and over again until he died. You are not selling me on the quality of it, but you are selling me on the experience. I it's think fun. I want it's, to... It's a really fun It's experience. a fun I think time. I want to experience this game. Yeah. It's a fun time. Like, I highly it's, recommend it's it. It's probably one of my new favorite games quite There's... the turnaround from where you thought of where you were with life is strange yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a big difference yeah. it isn't painful to listen to yeah. except for between him and the love interest <laughs> you and lady ashbury get like way too like like i don't know they only just met and they're already like i love you so much <laughs> what was like, what did you tell you texted me the funniest thing Aaron. it was like something about it was like look how much i love you touch my boob this is like the second meeting you have with her, kind of awkward because she's like, I made tea. And he's like, you can drink tea? She's like, no, I just smell it. And you're both sitting there smelling your tea. Is this a conversation that people have? <laughs> Biggest teacups I have yeah. ever seen. And so here, I'll... I'll I know, I remember. Oh, I'll I found it. the text I, though, so I, I can I, read it. But. I added something a little bit to it that makes it better sniffing their tea like weirdos and then they're talking like business as usual and then all of a sudden you're like let's go on a first name basis as oh my gosh that's like third base in this right? time period <laughs> so then she takes you to the door comes out of nowhere like all of a sudden she like grabs your hand and puts it on her chest and it shows like her heart and her her um her blood veins yes. which is confusing because it's like i don't think vampires have heartbeats but she's like feel my heartbeat <laughs> takes his hand and it's like we just met but feel my dead heart through my boobs <laughs> I, I know i feel like they conveniently in that exact moment decided that vampires would have heartbeats but you yeah. see because otherwise there'd be no excuse for him to touch her boobs <laughs> but you see you can see when you use your like vampire senses you can see other vampires mm-hmm heart and their blood yeah and so it's confusing i even don't understand this. that yeah i don't understand that part of the game even though after the specific moment you find this vampire club and there's this one random human and you're like oh you're a human and he's like oh how did you know and he's like well you're the only one with a beating heart here and i'm like what yeah i know and you're like I'm wait serious. didn't i just feel lady ashbury's heart through her boobs <laughs> They're just conveniently <laughs> deciding this as they go. Yeah. Like, I, okay, that kind of stuff drives me a little nuts. I, yeah. I do want to experience that, You need game. to play this game. Partly because of all this nonsense. <laughs> the romance, that's the only part of it where the life is strange vibe stood out. But other than that, I was like, are you sure this is the same people? Like, romance yeah. is really It's hard. a really fun game. It's a really, really fun game, but it's also one of those things where it's just entertaining to, like, point out stuff that's, like, weird or kind of <laughs> yeah. dumb about it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> but, Aaron, I have you sent me okay. you said i'm glad there's a romance but i feel like it progressed way too quick last time we met we started calling each other by our first names and then she was like feel my heart through my boobs and now we're calling each other beloved and dearest when did we fall for each other we've barely spoken before it's like am i missing a side quest as soon as i saw the, the that it was going in that direction that it was like romance i was like oh hell yes and i just chose the sappiest options i possibly could whenever i was talking with her because i was like i want this to happen and and so I didn't even like notice. I was just like, yes, we are moving in this direction because this is the way I wanted it to go. But apparently it does that even if you're like kind of neutral with her. Yeah. Even though this is so poorly written, I'm still here for this. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be.
that was my my spooky game, which was more entertaining, amusing than anything, but still spooky. So how about you, Jensen? What did you finally get around to playing after I told you like four million times? <laughs> I decided to play Resident Evil 2. To play it again and again and again. <laughs> I beat it like four times in the space of like a week. And I've been working towards getting the platinum. And I love it so much, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I love Resident Evil 2. I've always had a great love for the Resident Evil games ever since I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, my video game idols were Link, Lara Croft, and Claire Redfield. But I've never been able to play any of the Resident Evil games because I was too much of a chicken. <laughs> but I finally got around to it, and now I can't stop. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> the zombies are like not even the scary part of it even, but they're like, they're still kind of freaky. I do find myself jumping a lot, but in the police station, once Mr. X is in there, I'm just like this ball of nerves, just tense for the next like hour until I get out of there. There's one time, okay. <laughs> I'm telling Aaron mostly because I've already told Elsa this story, but there was one time I was playing as Leon. It was my second playthrough and it was in, so the, 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 it was a second run for Leon. You choose whichever character you're gonna start the night with and then they get into the police station before there's too many zombies in it and before Mr. X has shown up and you get a little bit of a, a break. Mm -hmm. But when you do the second run, you can after the first person has already been through it. So Mr. X is already there mm -hmm. and there's more zombies and it's a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And I was playing as Leon my second run and Mr. X was there and I knew he was there but I hadn't really seen him much. I know he's somewhere around here but I just, I haven't seen him yet. I think I'm okay. I start going towards the waiting room upstairs in like the main hall area and I'm going along and I'm like, man, I, I don't think he can go into the waiting room because I needed to get in there and like open up the, the safe that was in there. And I was like, I don't think he can go in there. I think I'm okay. And I go and open the door and he's right there and he punched me right in the face. And Aaron, I swear, I felt it. My actual body. <laughs> I felt no. the impact in my nose. And have you ever been punched in the face? No. Okay. In the mouth. Okay. <laughs> when you get punched in the nose, specifically. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. There was oh. that one time recently when Zach accidentally jammed his thumb into my eye. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was pitch black. It was, it was a mess, but oh. I was okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, it's shocking. It's like there's just like this burst of just the taste of blood. Ugh. That's like the first thing I noticed when I've gotten punched in the nose. And that's exactly what happened. As soon as Mr. <laughs> X hit Leon in the face, I like full on recoiled, like went back like I'd gotten hit in the face. <laughs> and then Mr. X just killed me. <laughs> It was so bad because I was too stunned. It just murdered me. There was no recovery at that point. It was, yeah. That was when I was still early enough on because I started with Claire and then I did my Leon playthrough next. I was early enough. Like, yeah. I'd beaten it once, but I was still like feeling really new and was really scared. And it just like <laughs> took me by surprise. It was like the weirdest thing I've ever experienced playing a game. I, I, I'm sorry, Elsa, that I ever doubted you. I don't even know what else to say, but I just love it so much. She could apologize again. That was nice. I'm sorry. I <laughs> could have played it months ago. Yeah. I watched her play it and I thought, I could probably do that. I could mm. probably play that game. 
And I didn't watch her the, play the whole thing. I never saw all of Leon's story. I saw a good portion of Claire's. I, I saw her playing it and I thought I could probably do that. But I was like, oh, but I'm too scared. And I'll be really scared to do it. Like Mr. X is scary, but nothing else is scary. <laughs> the scariest thing about those games, honestly, I love how dark it is. Yeah. Like your, your flashlight's great and it turns on automatically, but they still have these pooled shadows. Yeah. I realized that like, I mean, usually horror games use darkness in some way, but there's something about the contrast between the area that you can see and the area just out of reach that you can't see that I just think works. That's different from the original. They had to, they had, that was something entirely new that they had to employ for this one. And it feels so right yeah. in that setting and in that mm. world as you're moving around. Like, I mean, you do have scenes of darkness in the original, that it looks so good and so real and that the way there just could be anything writing yeah. in those shadows. It's so convincing this time around. Like, it's a really good remake. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is that um, I watched Kim play most of the Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. I really loved watching him play the games. I was way too scared to play any of them. But Resident Evil 2 is one of the ones that I distinctly remember watching and play the most. It's two and one that I remember the most. Mm -hmm. Claire Redfield was the coolest person. I, I really looked up to her when I was little. I thought she was just like the greatest. Mm -hmm. And I have clear memories of watching Kim playing as Claire and going through the police station, the zombie dogs, <laughs> especially the zombie dogs. That haunted my nightmares when I was little. <laughs> But it's just, it was, I had to play it as Claire first. I feel like I also have a bit of a, yeah, of a love for her because my middle name is Claire. And so I always felt like her were similar, you know, when I was little, I was like, yeah, I'm just like Claire. And I wanted people to call me Claire and no one ever did because Aww. no one ever listened to anything I said when I was little. Sometimes I'm grateful to that because I also want them to call me JC. <laughs> 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 those are your initials I know. it would have been confusing well, okay she it would have been confusing later now that i have a friend named jc one of her best friends <laughs> in the world is named jc so it would yeah. be a little bit confusing if there were two of you i know i told her that when i met her like after we were friends not because that would have been weird but after we were friends then i was like i almost went by jc when i was little and then we would have had almost the same name <laughs> and she was like you're a weirdo i think if i ever met another elsa i'd have to battle her to the death <laughs> that sounds right there can be only one <laughs> and aaron already has a friend named aaron <laughs> yeah the aarons all get along I've, I've met all of them they've got these sections that are really dark and they've got these sections that are really light and it's it's like got this eerie feeling no matter whether you're in a really light place or in a really dark place, but it changes depending on the the like the location. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, they just did a really good job with it. They did a great job setting the scenes and like atmosphere is really good. Yeah, the atmosphere is really good. I can't guarantee in fact, okay, I can guarantee I will not get in the platinum before Hala comes out because it's coming out really soon. Mm -hmm. By the time we put out this episode, it probably will already be out and I'll already be like 15 hours deep into it. <laughs> but but I'm going to get that platinum. Mm -hmm. I am already really close. Are you glad that you didn't play it when you were younger? Do you think you appreciate it more as an adult? I don't know. I think if I hadn't if I hadn't been scared to play it when I was little, then I don't know if I would appreciate it as much. Mm -hmm. I really do have like a, a fear of zombies. Same way me. that I constantly had nightmares throughout my entire life about anthropomorphic food. 
You have constantly had nightmares throughout your entire life about zombies. I regularly have zombie <laughs> dreams. Is- Resident Evil was something that actually helped me to like get to the point where I have zombie dreams, but they don't scare me as much. I don't mm. wake up in a cold sweat anymore. All of these people, yeah, they've got these zombies to fight and the zombies are scary and they eat people, but these people are surviving. They're getting through. Mm-hmm. And so the I, external fear is something you can defeat. I feel like a little bit of a vertigo where I'm like, I'm a kid again. And it feels nice to be able to finally honor Claire Redfield the way I've always <laughs> wished I'd been able to. And I have very little to say because I have been playing very little. I um, work got a little nuts again for a minute. And then I started trying to draw again. <laughs> and I, I remember that I'm really bad. She's so full of it. She's awesome at art. Uh, it's like, it looks really good. It really doesn't. But thank you both <laughs> for those comforting lies. Well, like, okay. Um, okay. Not lies. If you want me, if you want me to, that you definitely need to study anatomy I more, know. But your grasp of color and like your use of color is really, really nice. You've got a good, you've got a, a good knowledge of color and how to use it. And when your character's bones don't quite look good, they're really colorful and nice. I'm in this really uncomfortable area where you can tell that I am trying to approximate real life because it's not quite warped enough for me to be like, it's stylized. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's warped just enough that you're like, you don't know what you're doing. It's true. I can tell that you don't know enough about anatomy to that you're stylizing it but your colors are really good and so it makes them pleasing to look at anyway it doesn't matter because it's really pretty there's nothing wrong with them except the way they're shaped and the way they look (laughs) okay anyways the point is i'm saying you're doing a really good job keep it up thank you i haven't been playing a ton i've mostly just been working on my backlog slowly uh i you know a lot more hades obviously because it's lovely and um a bit more binding of isaac one new thing that i did end up trying which i know i said i wasn't gonna do any new stuff i was just gonna work on my backlog but i got roped into a couple of games of among us (laughs) (laughs) and it was really fun i was the worst imposter ever and it was hilarious and everybody made fun of me but i had a i had a good time among us is fun it's Mm. basically just you know, it's it's Secret Hitler. We talked about this already. Yeah. We talked about <laughs> yeah. what it is. So they made up a variation of Among Us where you turn down the imposter's visibility to almost nothing. Pretty much just darkness until you move and can finally, you can only see like what's right in front of you. Turn everyone else's visibility way up. Basically, the imposter's running around blindly trying to find people to kill and oh <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> that's fun yeah. today i'm hoping that this will actually be a little bit more um i guess fast-paced because this is a subject that we purposefully don't have a ton to say on thought it would be a good idea for us to just really quick get kind of our impressions out as we've just sort of been absorbing things pop culture osmosis video game gamer osmosis i guess you'll call it and just like what are our impressions of game companies mm-hmm. and we purposefully did not do research yeah because i guess this is going to be like a time capsule of like what we thought at the time actually we're going to either be like yes we were absolutely right about this or no we were wrong <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of fun 
it's kind of good to look at the nitty gritty of the business sometimes. So that's what we're going to do today. Most of these questions um, are going to just require more or less quick answers. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how this goes because we can turn anything, including a subject we know nothing about, into a three-hour monologue. So <laughs> <sighs> what do we think of AAA Game Studios? What do we think of the products they put out and general representation and feel? So I said that they are, in fact, evil corporations, but they but because there's so much money behind the projects that they put together, they're enabled to make some pretty incredible stuff. And it's hard not to appreciate that. Sometimes, though, one of the things about AAA games that I'm always a little bit wary of, just because this is consistently a problem that I have with them, is sometimes they feel, a, I guess, overly focused tested is the way to explain it. Um it's a little bit like they're trying to appeal to the widest possible audience. I feel like that's the, that's like the EA approach. Yeah. What you just described mm. is whatever is safe. Whatever's <laughs> safe. And like my favorite games tend to be the stuff that's a little bit more niche, I guess. And yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of too much. Like they're really just want everybody to like them so, so much so mm. that they'll, so they'll, they'll work really hard to not necessarily be likable, but just to be not offensive. Well, I'm triple A trash. <laughs> <laughs> I love triple A games. I love them so much and they're not made by perfect companies. The companies have major problems. They're full of fallible humans. But I can't help it. I love a really long game with beautiful graphics, and crazy like frame speeds, and just like I love a game that's going to take over my entire life for months on end. The like a world that I can just sink into, and you don't find that very much with indie games. It's not very often. You more have to find them in AAA games. Mm -hmm. So I'm AAA trash, and. <laughs> I mean, it's it's frustrating sometimes because almost all of my favorites, because I love AAA games, almost all of my favorite studios are ones that are in the news right now for dumb things that they've done for or being said. The or, worst. Yeah, or they're just the worst. It's bad. I know. It gets real sad. If if I spend too much time thinking about it, I just get really sad. I mean, and Ubisoft has so many problems yeah it's always there's always a little bit of cognitive dissonance when you're playing a game that's like really beautiful and really polished and you know there was crunch yeah how about you Aaron? yeah basically a ton of my favorite games have been triple a like um god of war red dead redemption 2 uncharted 4 horizon zero dawn just all the games <laughs> <laughs> they're just beautiful and like jensen said they just consume you and they're just wonderful to dive into mm -hmm. as long as they're as long as they don't try to keep squeezing money out of you after you've bought transactions the are i i hate <laughs> that we seem to be moving into a direction where everybody's just kind of like yeah my true transactions i mean they suck well, but they're here to stay mm -hmm. it's like mm. i'm fine with them if they're done in a specific way like assassin's creed odyssey it wasn't that bad because it was only cosmetic stuff oh i thought you could get hp you from... could get xp and you could get money and stuff but i said hp didn't I? you said HP. xp <laughs> i never got those ones i only ever used it for the um aesthetic stuff. aesthetic stuff like mm -hmm. armor but all of those things for free within the game yeah if you find orichalcum 
you can spend it on DLC for free. Yeah. But you don't get to choose what you're buying. They choose every week. It's being able to use an in-game thing to buy something, and I like the randomness of it. it yeah. It's really crummy to me. Entertaining. It's really crummy to me when it's like you have to pay more money to basically get content that should have just been included in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really annoying. Or if it's like like yeah. when your microtransactions just turn into gambling, <laughs> that's really dumb. Not a good. <laughs> it's, it's a bad look. Yeah. Um, and then or smaller- like wait. Fast. <laughs> I also remembered the fact that The Sims keeps keep getting new expansions, so that now in order to get the entire game with all the expansions, it's like two hundred bucks. I mm-hmm. hate the stupid Sims, and I've bought so many I, of those. It's but I want to be able to do laundry. <laughs> I actually That's don't so have dumb. that one. I don't have that one. But Lainey has said those exact words for me and to me. Why? You don't need to do laundry. That's like when you were a kid parents like uh, loading and unloading the dishwasher and you're like hey that looks fun i want to try that and, and then, then you when you're you finally it? old enough you're like screw this why did i want to do this yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh you instantly hate it and you're like i regret every decision i've ever made indie studios or smaller studios they are much more my speed um a lot of my favorite games i think it's probably for all the reasons that jensen has listed just below me on this outline she's afraid of I like them that they're short I like them that they're sad and I like them that they're really experimental Mm -hmm. so basically we just have completely different feelings about this all of that stuff is like a huge plus to me yeah (laughs) as I said and I fully acknowledge it but yes indie games scare me because they're generally too short too sad too experimental or don't have good enough graphics for me I, I don't know that that's true I feel like the graphics are getting really, really nice. I know, but sometimes they choose to use a style that that's like and that's really my, low poly, and yeah, okay. I that's, don't that's like that. But I, 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 when, it's, <laughs> when it's stylized, I think it's really when nice. it's stylized, like it's something, interesting. Like something like um, like inside or yeah. nightmares. You know, like they're the graphics are very different. That's that's interesting because it's game. it's it's something artistic, but sometimes they choose to do it in a way that I'm like. I just don't like that. Like, I don't know how to describe it. But I know that I'm trash. I I recognize this. I I came to realize this when I was at school and every single person that I talked to said that that their favorite game was some random 20-minute indie game that I'd never heard of. And I was like, that sounds awful. (laughs) I was like, I just want to sit and play Mass Effect for the 20th time. So this was actually kind of really good timing because... Uh, don't nod the people who did Vampire. Um, I ended up really loving that game. Honestly, yeah, even though uh, NDA Studios don't have the best graphics or p- crazy production value of the larger companies, um, like the smaller companies, some of the best games, like What Remains of Edith Finch, um, Inside looks really cool. I've never played it. Um, there's another one called Oxen Free that I'm really interested in trying. So I guess what I'm trying to say, <laughs> a lot of indie games, but they do speak to me and I do want to eventually experience them. But yeah, I feel like um, it's kind of like with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they had a lot of practical practical effects and they still look amazing today. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Was, yeah. Amazing. But then like... With the um, next two Lord of the Rings movies, 
Peter Jackson was just like, I'm going all in on CGI and it looks terrible. It did not age well. <laughs> I like those ones. I thought you were going to bring they're, up The Hobbit. Really good. I was like, The Hobbit looks awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we recently watched all of The Lord of the Rings and it had been a while. So we were especially noticing it like today, like, oh man, bad choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually noticed that today with The Office games when they light the thing for the coal walk it's cgi and i was like no way that looks really bad oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh no I just love the stories and the heart that are put into indie games like i think they inspire more people because it just goes to show you don't have to have a ton of money or a major company under your belt to be able to release great content so i think it's it's inspiring yeah. i just want to <laughs> I just want to say, I when I say that I, I'm scared of indie games, I'm not <laughs> saying that I don't like them or no, that I don't yeah. think they're a good idea. Yeah. I think they're fantastic, and I do recognize that some of them are great, mm -hmm. but they're not really for me. <laughs> yeah, they're not for everyone. <laughs> I, I, I think it's great that there's mm. tons of them out there. I love that people play them, and they do great, and sometimes yeah. you get great ones like Vampire. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you mentioned some that I hadn't even thought of being indie games. And mm -hmm. I realized The Witness. I love The Witness. Yeah. And I think that's technically an indie game. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, so I'm just... It, that's think, the thing is that I feel like indie is actually pretty broad. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it just stands for independent game studio. And like, yeah. it basically just means... And I mean, technically, wouldn't Hellblade be? I think Ninja Theory's indie. Let me look it up. Uh, okay. Because Hellblade's in Ninja Theory, right? Yeah. 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 Ninja but... Theory. More, it's more the like the really small games, like yeah, specifically the ones that are like twenty minutes long, yeah, and are really experimental. Mm -hmm. I can't handle them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that for me. And yeah, they're they're not for everyone, and that's like I said, I I haven't played very many of them because they're not like look forward to the most. Like I love yeah. these big productions, but. If I have some downtime between like new games, I might pick up an indie game and be like, dang, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the gap between the the quality of the products is definitely closing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but also the gap between like what's considered AAA or what's considered like and what's considered something smaller or more independent, that's closing a bit too. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd I'd say if you've just got a couple hundred employees, you're probably still pretty small. Ubisoft apparently has eighteen thousand employees. You said Ubisoft. Yeah. How am I supposed to say it? Ubisoft. Some people say Ubisoft. I hate it. It's Ubisoft. Well, maybe people say Ubisoft are saying it like that because I heard we're someone from Ubisoft <laughs> call it Ubisoft. Okay. Okay. It's Sorry. I'm sorry. I heard I say again how many employees they have. 18,000. I think that my idea of what's indie might be kind of messed up because you basically just think of it as anything that scares you. I think of anything that sounds kind of Resident dumb Evil. and short and lame. Really dumb looking games in the, the Nintendo store mm. that I'm just like, oh, it's like yeah. it's like a dollar. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that looks some awful. I know some, <laughs> I, but there's so many, and I think that's what I think of when I think of indie is just this overwhelming flood of these tiny, short little one dollar games that yeah. I'm just like, yikes. Yeah, I need to overcome 
what my perception of an indie game is. I don't try an indie game unless I hear from someone that I trust that mm-hmm. it's really good. I'll take a chance on a AAA game that I haven't heard anything about, mm-hmm. but an indie game, even if it's like $5, yeah. I won't take a chance on it. Yeah. Yeah, I have exactly. to hear about it. And that's a mm-hmm. that's a big difference between our approach because like where I'll just be like browsing through the library and I'll see something that I don't know anything about and I'll be like, oh, it's you know, it's a few dollars and it looks interesting and then I'll just buy it. Yeah, for me, mm. it's, the, it's the complete opposite. The most I might look up if I'm considering a game I've never heard of is how long it takes to beat it. Mm. And the higher the number is, the more likely I am to buy it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I mean, maybe your thought process there is that like somebody, if, it, if this is a good idea, somebody is going to dedicate more time to developing that good idea. Like it's easy to churn out something short that you're just kind of like, this could get me a few dollars if yeah. people buy it. Which I, feel I think like that's, that's part of it. more of a problem with, with platforms like Steam. I haven't browsed. I haven't done that. I mean, I have actually gone through the Steam library and just bought things for a few dollars here and there because they were on sale and they looked interesting. And so far, I haven't been like terribly disappointed by anything. Other people I've talked to who approach it that way seem to be a lot more wary of mm. products that they find on there where that's, they're just like, this is this is not done. That's the thing is um, <laughs> when I was at school, I used to like scroll through the Steam library and just buy things that were on sale and cheap. And I got burned a lot. I have a lot of games in my library on Steam that I have no interest in spending mm-hmm. any more time playing, but I'm more likely to trust a AAA game that I've never heard anything about. Mm-hmm. Pricing with a question mark. <laughs> um, and like, okay, but to be real, games are expensive expensive you guys Mm -hmm. this is an expensive hobby to have yeah unless you kind of know how to either limit yourself which i don't forget that (laughs) um and so like we'll usually do do exchanges Mm -hmm. if you take this game i'll take that game yeah or um or we'll wait until we get things on sale um as a kid being just floored by how ridiculously expensive games were like I couldn't believe that they cost like I got I kind of understood in my head I was like so it makes more it makes sense that it's more than like buying a movie mm-hmm. but I but to me in my head I was like it's twice as much as a movie that's insane mm-hmm. movies are so expensive I am 12 <laughs> like now I mean the prices have like at least doubled yeah since then like it's loads it's loads it's so much and the last game that I bought was like over $80 and if you're buying a Nintendo game lower the price oh. yeah super smash bros brawl is still like 50 dollars. it came out when we were in high school yeah. Aaron. Oh, we're yeah. gonna talk about nintendo i'm so it's angry <laughs> i've never yeah i've never bought it their sales are garbage <laughs> i've never bought it because i'm still waiting for it to go on sale yeah it's not ridiculous. gonna happen i know i'm just I never re- gonna get it you should write nintendo and just be like i refuse to buy this until it's on sale <laughs> and they're like and you'll die without it um, and, but like I, you know, it's a lot of money. So you might have. I might never have to trade be... anything in. I did you I did you see like the I know I thought I was like when I said that I was like you never trade anything in. <laughs> forever. But that but like I don't buy a physical copy of something unless I think yeah. I'm gonna want it forever. That's the thing. If you're gonna buy a, a, a physical copy, you might have to be willing to admit that you bought a game that you didn't like very much. Yeah. Absolutely garbage when studios try to curb these money-saving techniques. Like, 
okay, I know this was a few years ago and we've more or less forgiven them. But remember when Xbox was like, we're going to make it so you can't borrow each other's games. Yes. Somebody, probably while farting, proposed that (laughs) in a board meeting. And everyone else in that that board meeting was like, yeah. (laughs) When they're cool about it, when they recognize that like we have a budget, we want to play all of this, we're going to find a way to do it without actually spending, you know, inordinate amounts of (laughs) cash for their product every what would happen yeah if i actually shelled out full price for every single game that i wanted uh, well, oh my gosh you'd be living in a cardboard box well i wouldn't have any tattoo money would i <laughs> like I, <laughs> and you make buco bucks as a tax collector whatever you do <laughs> wait a tax collector wait what's a tax collector Excuse is that me? from like the 1800s <laughs> Do we have those today? Testament. (laughs) I am not a tax collector. I think my brain was too focused on wondering if Buko Bucks is a real expression that I couldn't remember the next thing I was going to say. I am an attorney barred in the state of Nevada. With you. I've been watching a lot of Call the Midwife. I can't remember time anymore. Let's just okay. move past this. I'm oh, sorry. I don't really what are know. What, about? I don't really know what to do. It was. It. Oh, you were saying that if you bought everything you wanted, you would be poor. I'd be. Yeah. I mean, it would. I be, mean, poorer than you already are. I'm gonna pay off those student loans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a hobby that requires money, and I have paid money into this hobby, mm-hmm. but not as much as. It seems like they expect me to. Not as much as they want you to. Their expectations are, let's just settle on the word unrealistic and move on. (laughs) Um, I mean, really fast. Have you noticed that whenever there's like a microtransaction thing in a game and there's like some kind of coin that you need to buy in order to like buy their, that they always have like a $5 one, a $10 one. $25, $100. I'm not going to spend $100 to buy your virtual coin to spend on virtual clothes. But people do. Yeah. And it's insane. Oh, yeah. We know someone who who spent like over $1,000 on a mobile game. How? So you know at least two people who spent over $1,000 on a mobile game. The most I've ever spent on a mobile game is I probably spent like $15 on Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> Over the years, I have considerable coin on that covet fashion game. Wow. <laughs> that I play like every day. Wow. <laughs> I'm deeply ashamed and I do have a problem. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. They're, they're good at what they do. Yeah. I don't want to do the math, but I am I'm absolutely positive it's over a thousand dollars at this point. <laughs> well, I've probably spent that much um I probably spent that much just rebuying DLC that I've already bought on a different platform. Yeah. I mean, if they ever, if they ever created a way for me to look at my account and see how much I've spent over the years, um, I mean, I don't think they should do that because I think I would delete my account immediately <laughs> <laughs> and probably like, sign oh, up no. for some kind of, <laughs> it would be a, it would be a problem. Um, but I would love to be able to pay like 20 to $40 for like a beautiful, highly polished, you know, triple A style game. That's maybe only like 20 hours. Only examples of this that I could think of 
would be things like a Plague Tale or Hellblade. Like there are games out there that are that are like that, and I just want more of them. I feel like I don't see enough in that pri- price bracket. Hades, Hades is in that price bracket. Spyro, Spyro. You get three games for. Mm. It's now less than forty dollars. It was forty dollars when it came out. Less than that now because it's been out for like two years or something. Three games. Each one is maybe like between five and ten hours, and they're amazing. That's great. Mm-hmm. Except for the not, second one, that's only okay. That's great, but I was not specifically thinking of things like remasters and re-releases, because like obviously every once in a while they'll put out those little packs that you can buy. Like I, I got the Sonic one and I got the Castlevania one that's on um, Switch. That's fun too. I love that. I'm sorry. I just thought you were talking about good games that are cheap and fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I am talking about good games that are cheap and fun, but I'm also talking about like original new properties. Okay. You know. All right. I'm a sucker. So <laughs> although I am super cheap, I love a sale mm-hmm. and I will buy all kinds of games, even if I have no intention of playing them right now, if they're on sale. I also am AAA trash. I will absolutely shell out $130 to pre-order a special steelbook edition of whatever triple A game I am excited for without even batting an eye. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Industry is this way. It's my fault. I knew it. I perpetuate it. You you do. Yeah. And I do resign. But I'll do it anyway. I mean, I got the like ultimate edition of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I would happily paid 130 for that. I happily paid 130 for Far Cry 6. <laughs> I'm trash. Yeah. It's my fault. I mean, I would have paid the like 300 if I could have gotten the collector's edition of Cyberpunk. <laughs> I would have, but they were all out. You know, you're allowed to do what you want. I'll have fun with the games, but I also kind of hate myself because <laughs> I'm I'm trash. <laughs> How about you, Erin? Yeah, I'm with you guys. They are stupid expensive. Like, I understand that they keep coming out with these new generation of consoles and the graphics are better. $70? Hmm. This next generation's games are going to be $70. Yeah. I remember back in the days of, like, Xbox 360 when I thought $50 games were obscene. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me so upset. Uh, I'm still gonna pre-order all of them (laughs) I mean now I have to get Resident Evil 8 as well thank goodness for PlayStation Plus because they always have amazing deals Mm -hmm. and they're not just like these garbage games that you look at them and you're like what even is that I've never even heard of that like Shadow of War this this month yeah and Hollow Knight free yeah and once I get my PlayStation 5 bug snacks and i can annoy elsa with it i am so excited <laughs> that just seems particularly mean-spirited <laughs> like i can't even believe that i ever questioned whether or not i would like download the games that mm-hmm. they offer because they they've only offered crappy games like two months out of the like yeah how long have i had it like year and a half that i've had it mm-hmm. yeah there was like a couple of disappointing months but yeah like there was That's one month it. where it was just like PUBG and um, Street Fighter, and I was like, "Well, Street Fighter's kind of fun." Yeah. Go. Yeah. Wasn't it Street Fighter Five? Yeah. You should try. <laughs> you should try the solo mission. Yeah, is that a solo? Yeah. Oh, it's got like a story mode. Hmm? Okay, maybe that was kind of fun. But <laughs> PUBG's dumb, and I thought it was free already. I'm confused. 
it's like they, it's <laughs> when they said PUBG, I, it was almost like they were like, you can get Fortnite for free. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe PUBG actually does cost something, but I always thought it was free. I'm pretty I'm very sure confused. it's free. Yeah. I, At least for mobile. I don't know about PlayStation, but okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was really confused by that. It was a disappointing that. month. That was but fun. every other month yeah. amazing. I've got so many games that I already plan to get that are just in my library waiting. Right? Yeah. And not even just PlayStation Plus. Like, The Witcher 3 is always, like, $15. Like, it's always on <laughs> sale. It is a major game that everyone loves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nintendo can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the, that's, that's Aaron's moral of this whole thing is just Drop Nintendo's stupid. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> anyway, that's my rant on stupidly expensive games. <laughs> Beautiful, Aaron. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. Um, so what big game studios consistently put out games that you want to play? And I am going to go first because I already said we would talk about Nintendo. Here's the thing about, <laughs> here's the thing about Nintendo. I know they don't like me. Like, they personally hate me. As a fan, they despise me. Nintendo hates all of the players. We really do. <laughs> Like the other day I was thinking about it and I feel like it's a bit like being a fan of Alan Moore. Yeah. Like he doesn't like you. (laughs) He he doesn't care that you like what he does. And Nintendo, I think, has a similar attitude. Like they're just going to do what makes them happy. Nintendo likes to make games, but they despise the players. (laughs) (laughs) And I just... uh, I, I guess I'm okay with that. I guess I'm okay with the relationship as it is. <laughs> I really like playing their games. I consist every time there's something new out, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, even if I don't play it right away, pick it up right away, I know I'm going to. They're so frustrating because their their eShop puts everything on sale except their own games. Mm-hmm. Their own games never go. <laughs> Yeah. Because Nintendo hates you and thinks that <laughs> their its games are too good for you. And if you want to be able to play their games, you would better have the money to pay for them. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jensen? Do you want to get into your list? <laughs> so <laughs> I do have a list. Bioware, Ubisoft, CD Projekt Red, Bethesda, From Software, Square Enix, City and Entertainment. Note how many of those studios have been in the news recently for dumb things. <laughs> that they've done or said specifically. This is We're why... very disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is why I am so sad all the time. <laughs> no, just kidding. Because your heroes are constantly betraying. Yes. <laughs> and they're just kicking their own pedestal I mean, over. <laughs> like, at least Obsidian Entertainment. I don't know. If I say they haven't disappointed me yet... Um, they I'm will. I'm have to knock on wood. Aaron, I'll be right back. I have to find some <laughs> wood to knock on. There she goes. Aaron, what um, about you? Also Nintendo, (laughs) as much as we complain about them. (laughs) Pretty consistent ones for me, I'd say, are Square Enix, Capcom, uh, Ubisoft, and (laughs) sometimes Eidos. (laughs) (laughs) No, mostly Eidos. Every time Eidos comes out with something, I'm like, they did Thief Uh, and Tomb Raider, and I love them. 
I don't feel like they put out stuff recently, but no. when they do, it's usually like, oh. Yeah, it's usually back. like, Eidos is back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are probably mine. And Bethesda, I guess, or Skyrim. Oh, Bethesda. Except that Microsoft bought them. I know, I'm I so mad. Microsoft. Every time I turn on my phone and I open up the internet, there's a new article saying... Will there be? Will mm. Bethesda put out their games on PlayStation? And they're just making me worried. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. I would mm -hmm. prefer that they come out on PlayStation, yeah. but just stop stressing me out about it. Right? Stop writing these <laughs> dumb clickbait articles that just get my <laughs> blood pressure up. What smaller studios do you wait with bated breath for the next release? And I am actually going to go to Aaron first because it's blank. It's dank. <laughs> it's dank. It's a dank line. I. You didn't write anything down. I. I didn't. But I. Even Jensen wrote stuff down, I and she said she's she's afraid of that. <laughs> well, for me, I just chose studios that I know are small-ish. Oh yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> Wait, five hundred five games. They did control. <gasps> I will go with the those guys because I'm especially waiting for another control game because it was so amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I can't wait. Hellblade is not the type of experimental that scares me in indie games, though. Okay. Because it's so puzzly. That doesn't really seem... It's not what scares me. The experimental I'm talking about is like, it's not really a game at all. <laughs> what? There's so many indie games out there that it's like, is this a game? I don't think it's a game. I know. I think I'm watching a video and someone called it a game and charged me a dollar for it. That's what I'm talking about. Elsa's hiding in Elsa's her hoodie. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop talking. I just don't know what you mean. And I'm tired, I guess. I guess you I guys have. That I'll get an explanation. <laughs> I guess you guys just haven't played some of the weird ass games that I had to play in school. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you if you went to if you went to video game, I went to video game college and I had to play some weird. <laughs> that were only like forty minutes long, and it wasn't really a game at all. You were just like watching a video and then occasionally like making a choice. I don't like those. <laughs> Not a choose your own adventure? If it was a choose your own adventure, it would be different. It would still be fun. Like, I like choose your own adventures. But this was different. I, it, uh, I do remember that one day when you had us come to the, like, exhibit. Yeah. Where you guys were showing off the games that you had all made. Yeah. And some of them were really fun. Like, I sat down and played a few, and I was like, oh, okay, they're really onto something here. But there was one or two of them that I was like, yeah, that's the thing. What I don't like. There was like. one that I was like, so when's it going to be finished? And they were like, no, this is it. I think what it is that I don't You're like. You're supposed to stand in this room and it gradually changes and yeah. you affect it in no way. And I yeah. was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think what it is that I don't like about indie games is the kind of indie games that are essentially the video game equivalent 
to going to a weird art exhibit where it's like someone in a box (laughs) who's like pouring paint on a globe and screaming. That's an episode of Community. I know. It's literally the only thing I could think of for like weird art projects. I've actually been to art exhibits like that. And I think that's why playing those indie games that are similar to that, I have that similar kind of like Vietnam War flashback where I'm just like, no, no, crappy art, no. Or like weird experimental theater. It's a trip. (laughs) It is not fun. I have I have seen them a lot I, of them. I think I technically wrote some weird experimental theater once. <laughs> Hate them so much. It wasn't a assignment. I had to go to so many of those when I was in theater classes. In defense of the people who that. write that stuff, a lot of the time it's an assignment. Everybody's yes. there just is trying to get through it. Finally figured out what it is about indie games that scare me. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we got to the bottom of that of this particular episode of the podcast was just to do a deep dive deconstruction of Jensen's psychological issues with indie game studios and you know the abuse that she suffered being an artist (laughs) really fast I want to just want to point out that Erin wrote into the thing blank in her spot no I did that oh oh I was like I don't remember I thought Erin was being funny apparently you were being funny Well, good yeah, job. I just wrote in blank. I still haven't done my section. Ron, <laughs> or is Aaron no, still blank? It's actually, it's or Elsa actually, hasn't done hers. I haven't what done mine. Is yeah, happening? it was It was Aaron, and then you started talking about art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> you guys. Well, you both need to go still, because I got 505 games from Jensen's section, because I was like, oh yeah, control. I'll go with them. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, Aaron did the assignment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> so, and, and I, already, I already mentioned Ninja the Theory, but like I've decided Super Giant Games is one that I am going to look forward to um, with a lot of excitement in the future because Hades was such an unprecedented delight. And I kind of looked at some of the other games that they've worked on and they look really good. I want to try them out. And I, yeah, I'm excited yeah, now I've to been, see what else they do. I've been meaning to tell you, you should play Transistor. I've heard lots yeah, of things about I've, it. I've heard amazing things. And actually, I feel like that one was on my two playlist a little while ago. And I think I just forgot about it, which was dumb mm-hmm. of me. So I'll have to go back. Needed to mention Red Candle and Red Barrels. Oh, yeah. I just because I like I don't care what they put out. If I heard that either of those studios were putting out a game, I would buy it right now. I remembered Red Barrels um, earlier and meant to tell you. Yeah. Absolutely zero context or knowledge about it. Just knowing that they had another game out, I would I would be on that. Yeah. I agree with Ninja Theory and 505 Games, which Aaron stole from me. And also, uh, Larian Studios made Divinity, Original Sin, and actually all the Divinity games, I think, and Baldur's Gate. Of course, Her Interactive makes some of my favorite games and has made so many games. I didn't even realize Midnight in Salem finally came out. Company most likely to be headed up by either the actual devil or maybe just a human being that thinks they're entitled to human sacrifices or casks of infant blood to drink. It was very late when I wrote this, <laughs> but I stand by the answer that I put. Ubisoft. No. I hate you so much. Uh, or CD Projekt Red. And I chose these two because I think that they're a good example of the, I guess, the two archetypes that come to mind when I think of pure evil, which is <laughs> we got 
Ubisoft. There, I said it right that time. Thank Did you. that make you happy? Yes. So here's the thing about Ubisoft. You always kind of knew there was something wrong with Ubisoft, right? I mean, if you were paying attention to the Assassin's Creed games <laughs> and to the number of male heroes before we finally got a female hero, and then there was also a male hero in the same game. To me, it was honestly some of the weakness in the writing Yeah, that tipped me off. I mean, too. Ezio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like okay i had a i had a professor in undergraduate i'm not saying that this is true but he said something that always stuck with me and it's that if you have an ugly soul you'll write ugly poetry wow <laughs> i love that um and i like i said i don't know if it's true but that has stuck with me yeah and occasionally that comes back to me when i feel like i'm seeing some writing that's particularly gross or ugly in a way that's like that feels a little bit I don't know I guess that it's indicative of some character flaws and I do feel like there is some stuff in the writing in fairness there's also been some really strong moments Mm -hmm. I remember in particular some moments when I walked in on you playing Assassin's Creed where I was like ooh. Some There's some really good stuff, there, especially in Odyssey and in Origins. When it hits, it hits hard. But like that almost makes it that much more dangerous because it's like you can get sucked in by the stuff that's good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, the the settings and everything. I mean, I think a lot of the times the people who love Assassin's Creed love it because there's so much love poured into how the world is yeah. depicted and we're kind of history nerds a lot yeah, of us. a lot of them are history i nerds. mean i was obsessed with egyptian and greek history when i was little yeah when, of course i loved assassin's creed when i was you know massively resisting getting getting anywhere near assassin's creed there was always the architect nerds and the history nerds who were telling me yes. all about it and were talking about how how much they loved it yeah and there, there's a lot of a lot of the assassin's creed games i've played for the buildings i'll be able to climb yeah and I just get through the story as fast as I can. <laughs> that was Unity. Unity mm-hmm. was 100% to climb the Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> and to see Paris in this like virtual world. Yeah. And I mean, I think it makes sense that there are some of those inconsistencies because obviously these are huge games that apparently almost 20,000 people worked on. Exactly how it works because there's also a large chunk of Ubisoft just works on like the Far Cry games too. I know, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, just kidding. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like this yeah. is a huge studio. It's a huge project. A lot of people they work do on have this. other games. Obviously, there's going to be people who are incredibly passionate and who are, are doing their best and who are trying to put a great product out there. And, you know, we salute them. But then there's also the president of Ubisoft which, like yeah. I said, I wasn't. We weren't going to do any research on this, and we didn't. And I just already knew about it and how much of a dig he was. Yeah, like I already, I, I, I read that stuff months ago. I think yeah. everybody did, and like, it sucks. Yeah. Like it really, really sucks to be. It really sucks that that feeling that maybe there was something wrong turned out to be right. It kind of sucks <laughs> to be a Ubisoft fan right now. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah, I kind of feel ashamed. And CD Projekt Red <laughs> though is almost on the other end of the scale, where it's like. They're so cool. They how like that there's something wrong. And then they're like, we're, no, we're yeah. different. Like they kind of have that thing going for them. And like, especially as we've get, gotten closer and closer to Cyberpunk 2077 come out. Freeing. And that sucks. And it's, <laughs> I still love them. 
Well, and part yeah. of it is just I feel like I feel this like intense loyalty to them because they're Polish. I know it's stupid. No, because they're not Polish, stupid, and I feel such sense. a connection to that country. I feel I almost feel responsible when they do things wrong. You're I almost like, feel like it's partially it's my fault. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm like I feel like I should apologize. My fault somehow. I think it's important to be critical. I think it's important to yeah. to point out when things well, suck because they're not going to change if you just let it slide. I mean, there's only one game company I know out there that's just one person. It's Concerned Ape. <laughs> <laughs> and so all the other ones are made up of lots of different people. And not all those people are going to be great people. Well, there's be a, definitely a percentage of them that Can that I just suck. say that that Concerned Ape gentleman seems like a, like a nice fellow? He seems like a nice fellow. I hope he actually is a nice fellow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about you, Jensen? Uh, I think most likely Rockstar. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, I enjoy their games for the most part, but there's always something in their games that just makes me furious. Also, there's something about that company that just seems like it's run by a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> Everything I hear about them, I'm like, it's just, you just, you guys are just a big bag of dicks, aren't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> but then also Quantic Dream. They did like Detroit Become Human and uh, Heavy Rain. It's mostly oh, just yeah. that I think David Cage might actually be the dad. <laughs> I don't know if he's well. Okay, everything gonna... I've ever heard this about him so supports mean. my theory that he is actually say, I don't the devil. Know if he's self-aware enough to be the devil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe he's like maybe if if the devil were Nosferatu, he'd be Renfield. <laughs> David Cage does seem. He's just like in the corner eating bugs. <laughs> I know what it means, but I feel like it's right. <laughs> Both of yours were much more thought out than mine. I just put EA. But see, that's the thing is that you put the right answer. <laughs> oh, that makes me so sad because they own so many of my favorite companies. Oh, oh my gosh. All their microtransactions. But the games they put out that are very good are, are very good. Awesome. That's the thing. Like Fallen Order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They Amazing. occasionally put out these games that it's just like, these are they're really awesome. They're one of those companies <laughs> that sometimes makes me a little bit depressed. Mm -hmm. Because like, they I'm not one of these people. Because they absorb other companies you love that's and, what it and is. turn them into. Because like, I'm not one yeah. of these people who's just going <laughs> to constantly vilify EA. Because like, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know the people in them. Yeah. I can't really talk about it. But it does feel like they always are absorbing the com the companies that I like. Mm. And it's a bit like Microsoft buying up Bethesda. Like, yeah. I like Microsoft. I like Bethesda. I don't think I like them together. Mm. And I think that's what it is that I don't like about EA, is that I like BioWare. You like and Microsoft I like and Bethesda? Yeah. <laughs> I like them separately. I don't like, I don't like them together. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't have anything like overly negative to say about Microsoft. How's that? I like Bethesda. I don't have anything overly negative to say about Microsoft. I don't like them together. I like Bioware. I don't have anything overly negative to say about EA by itself. I don't like them together. Okay. And the next question is one that both I and Aaron left blank. Um, because I, I gave enough answers for two yeah, of you. Yeah, that's true. You gave two <laughs> answers, and I actually think both of your answers are really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So the question is, if you were going to start your own studio, what would you call it and what would your mascot be? Jensen, what were the two answers that you gave? Yamum Games. (laughs) The logo is a rolling pin smacking menacingly into a hand. (laughs) Okay, but my... Yamum Games. But then (laughs) my real answer is, uh, how is it pronounced? Acronym? It's S... A Synonyx. Oh, a Synonyx okay. Studios. And the logo is just a cheetah's eye or a running cheetah. Ooh. A Synonyx is like the Latin term for cheetah. It's like a Synonyx jubaris, I think. Okay, that's really cool. That's I know. Cool. I was like, it has to be something related to a cat. And I stared at Piggy for like 20 minutes just trying to think of ways to describe a cat. And I finally was like, I'll just look at what Latin is. Yeah. <laughs> like I was trying to think of something meaningful. And then I ultimately decided to just go with rule of cool. And That's uh, fun. then I was <laughs> like, you know what? Animals are fun. I'm going to go with an animal. So I've decided that mine is just going to be Exo Games. And the um, mascot is just an axolotl. Aww. With like the EXO being highlighted. Oh, that's cute. That's yeah. so cool. I like that. <laughs> so that's that's what I came up with. Because I just, let's just be cute. I like that. Yeah. Aaron, how about you? Did you come up with anything? <laughs> I was very uninspired. <laughs> both of you were like, yeah, yours are awesome. You're like, EXO because Axolotl. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, um... You can skip me. <laughs> I'm not very creative. Just like an hour ago, I thought maybe mythical games or mermaid game. That's fun. I don't know, mythical. And it would be a mermaid. <laughs> Actually, I love that. Can I steal it? I like mermaids. <laughs> I like, I'm picturing, I like the name mythical games. More than mermaid games. <laughs> And That's I'm why picturing, I paused. I was like, mermaid games. I'm Call picturing it games, but then your first game should be mermaid related. Yes. I'm picturing <laughs> the logo being a mermaid lying on her stomach with her tail up in the air with a controller in her hands. Oh, cute. Actually, that'd be super cute. Yeah. I'm working on this. I'm going to make this logo. <laughs> I'm going to make it with my art where I can't draw people's bodies yet. <laughs> Maybe if they're half fish, it'll be easier. <laughs> You do. Have, you don't have to worry about feet that way, and feet are really annoying. Actually, to draw. have you seen my feet? I draw good feet. Hmm. I really draw decent feet. I gotta say, I'll brag <laughs> about my feet. Whenever I try to draw feet, uh, I always make the the big toe way too big. I don't know what my deal is. I like want to prove this to you now. I feel like you don't believe me. I do. Uh-oh. I draw good feet. Just a second. I'm pulling. I know this isn't a visual medium, but I'm showing Jensen some pictures from feet that I drew recently. Why are you showing me pictures of feet? Because I want to prove to you that I draw feet well. Because she has a foot fetish. (laughs) They are very good feet. Those are nice feet. Mm, Good job. I draw good feet. Just okay. got good, good feet. They remind me a bit of um, the rest of the body looks a like, weird. The feet look <laughs> they they kind of look like to to, to describe it to anyone listening. Um, if there's anyone listening, um, <laughs> I'm like never convinced that we have listeners. It's a bit like the the Disney's Hercules, the way that you would picture their feet looking, or the way their feet actually do look. Like you see the the Titans' feet. That's what Elsa's feet look like. Yeah, I was kind of going for that style, so that makes me feel a little better. Good job. Uh (laughs) It's it's just a skeleton right now, but it's supposed to be Zagreus. Yeah, it looks lovely. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Should I get an oldie fans for my feet? No, I have really good feet. 
I don't be, care. Do what you want to do. I could one. write off pedicures on my taxes. Do what you want to do. <laughs> write in if you want Elsa to make an OnlyFans for No. <laughs> don't. That, no, we don't want that to be the reason we start getting mail. Oh Gosh, you're right. We'll edit that out. <laughs> first console you ever fell in love with? I'll go first. Uh, Sega Genesis 2. It was where I met Sonic 2. And where I um, decided I might actually like these video game things. Sega Genesis was the first one I played. So I do have strong feelings for it. But uh, my Game Boy and I were inseparable. And I played my Game Boy Pocket Color and Advanced so much that now they barely function. The, the light in the back of the, the Advanced just uh, doesn't. The screen is so dark, you can't even really play it. Oh, wow. NES will always hold a special place in my heart, but Super Nintendo is probably my first love. Like, especially with, like, Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country 2. I'm so bad at <laughs> it. <It's> so... <laughs> Still am. Such a good game. It's hard. I don't think I've ever gotten past the mines. Yeah. I start to struggle once you reach, like, the swamp levels. First console that ever broke your heart... <laughs> Um, I just have to talk about the Dreamcast for a second <laughs> because I loved that system and it came out when I was still young enough that I didn't really understand that like that it could fail. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get that. I I I figured it was a new toy and it was always going to be here and that as much as I loved, you know, Sega Genesis that this was going to be basically just a continuation of that relationship and then there were just like very few games <laughs> that ever came out for it and then it was just gone and I was pretty devastated actually and like I said I was still young enough that I didn't really understand what happened it just felt like they were just mean and they just took this thing away from me <laughs> because I didn't get that like you know there's like money and stuff behind yeah. this <laughs> that reminds me uh Shenmue that came out for Dreamcast. Yeah. They made more copies of the game than there were, were Dreamcast. Dreamcast systems. Um, Just what? yeah, that's like I've I've <laughs> that's heard one of the failings of like that whole that whole thing. <laughs> that before, and the first time I heard it, I was like, that has to be an urban myth. But like, I'm pretty sure I like did my due diligence and fact checked right after that, and like, no, that's what happened. Yeah, like they just seriously overestimated the number of dreamcast systems in the world or that were going to come out i guess i don't yeah. know I like don't it know. doesn't make any sense it's so weird it's so strange but like maybe it was a clerical error and i've never played shenmue i've been meaning to try it uh, I, <laughs> I know i know see i loved shenmue 2 so much when i was little i played it so much and i want to get the remastered versions but i also don't yeah. because i know what they're like i played Mu 2 i know what it's like i don't know if i have the energy in me to commit to that so did you not play the first one you just I played didn't. the second i only one. played the second one yeah. because the first one i'm pretty sure the first one came out on dreamcast but the second one came out on xbox original No, i think that's right okay. i think that only the first one came out on dreamcast and then it like killed it yeah so and I only had an Xbox original. I never had a Dreamcast, and so well, I just had two. You know, there's 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 more to the success of something than my personal enjoyment of it. It's such a heartbreaking thing, heartbreaking thing to realize that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the original Xbox. 
I loved it so much. And it for me, this isn't like a failing of the system in general. This I was not properly real oh, li- yeah. aligned. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And it would only read about 25% of the time. Ugh. And it doesn't seem like that bad, but it is really disheartening when you're a small child who just has to keep ejecting fable and putting it back in over and over again, just so that you can get through the opening menu to play the game. Because if I could get through the opening menu, it usually could just like keep going. Mm -hmm. But that opening menu, it's like 25% of the time. Some may even, (laughs) maybe even less. And I even sent it in to get it fixed. They took my money. It was not fixed Mm. and it was so depressing and it would be years before I finally got a PlayStation 2 that would work perfectly and Mm. then I could just like play it and then it would be even more years until I got an Xbox original that actually works. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was like, it was when I sold my second copy of Two Worlds. I sold it at a garage sale and at that garage sale, I bought an Xbox original that actually worked. Kim's old Xbox. Oh yeah. And so that's fun because I used to play on it all the time as a kid and now it's my Xbox. Xbox One? Just what? What? (laughs) Sorry, it's infuriating. I don't know. All I can say is what? (laughs) I've never had, I never had the kind of problems with my Xbox One that you had with yours. We bought two of them. And you've just barely been able to use them. You've had so many problems. Yeah. Yeah. And even aside from like the internet issues, there are just dumb things, like dumb little things and settings that you have to sometimes go in and reset for things to work properly. And it's like, or you could just give us a console that works. (laughs) Like we shouldn't have to fine tune it every two weeks for it to work. Like Microsoft, you are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) sorry i hate them i hate outlook i hate every program i have to use from them because they just they're broken OneDrive. Uh, i guess i don't use OneDrive enough to know i have like five terabytes in OneDrive. (laughs) you look lovely in your master chief shirt (laughs) aaron's wearing a master chief shirt it's fantastic it looks great on her (laughs) as i bash on microsoft And Jensen is wearing an Annie the Daydreamer. Yay. Day planner. Oh, right. Sorry. Day planner. (laughs) Annie the Day planner shirt. It's getting a little late. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What's her name? Megan. Megan Lara. Megan Lara. Yeah. It's her artwork. It's Annie from Community and it looks great. I love that shirt. Yeah. I love the shirt. I wear it too much. I am wearing absolutely nothing. She's wearing a boring white v-neck shirt. She's naked. It's not a visual medium. <laughs> it's not a visual medium. About the best and worst controllers. Um, I think that the PS4 controller is the best mm. controller for me personally. It feels really nice to use. It's very intuitive. I just don't have to ever really fight with it. It's great. Um, and then for worst controllers, um, I actually do think that the sh- the Switch Joy Cons might have legitimately done some permanent damage to my hands. Every single time I play my Switch, um, unless I'm using the Pro Controller and Mm. I'm hooked up to the TV, like on on the console version of it, my hands fall asleep. And I don't notice because I'm having too much fun playing, so I just keep going. And then they don't work properly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's getting it's getting worse. Like Nintendo everything. hates you. <laughs> Nintendo literally <laughs> hates me. Um, so the Joy Cons are a problem. Also, they they're always 
at the Joy-Con drift was so bad. I, I already complained about this a yeah. couple episodes ago, but like it's terrible. I know that a lot of people think that the N64 controller is like really baffling <laughs> with like its weird nose in the middle. And like they wanted you to play it with your hand. Like, they did. They, want, they, they wanted some kind of a weird, so weird like claw. Yeah. I just bumped my mic. <laughs> but like, really that bad. having been said, I actually never really found it to be that awkward. I always kind of enjoyed it. I never played it the way that they intended us. No one did. Um, it made it a little hard to hit the left button when you used uh, the press L to levitate cheat in uh, Zelda oh, Ocarina that was of Time. Okay for me. But other than that, it was fine. Maybe it's because I have long fingers. I had to take my whole right hand and press on it. <laughs> Cross the controller and press the left button yeah. to levitate. PS4 is best. It's so perfect. And I... Half the time, I don't even feel like I have a controller in my hand while I'm playing. I just forget, and I'm just fully in the game. It's so nice. The worst controller is the PS3 controller. It sucks butt. Garbage. It feels like <laughs> plastic trash in my hands, and it makes my hands hurt. I've been playing Fallout New Vegas on PS3 lately, and after a little while, my hand starts to hurt really badly mm. just holding that stupid controller. Got a brand new one, and it sucks. Well, it's exactly the same. I agree with both of you. Mm. I think PS4 has been the best by far. Xbox One is a close second. It's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, I actually love um, the Xbox One controller. Mm -hmm. I never really cared for the Sega controllers. Mm. That's where just... I feel like the game pad. Yeah. Like, some, mm -hmm. like, I know that they call it a game pad some places. Yeah. It's like, it's just like this flat, that's what I think of. Yeah, disc. it's yeah. flat and it's got these big buttons, but they're so far into the controller that they're hard to hit. Like yeah, they're hard to, to press into them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a good controller. It's not fun. Going <laughs> also, back, it's like, especially trying to hit the start and the, the uh, select buttons, because uh, they're just like these mushy things. Yeah. I think it's been years since I actually played on one of those controllers, but what I remember is that like it, the edge of it like actually had more of a corner. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, here, just dig this into your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was not that was one where for Sega, I found that the unofficial controller that I had was way better than the official one. Yeah. The official one was super uncomfortable. The unofficial one I had was sleeker and it was a lot easier to hold and it was a little bit more rounded on the edges mm. and it made it so much better. What? not video game thing are you obsessed with right now i'll go first it's november it's national novel writing month i'm trying to write a national novel <laughs> um actually i'm doing two projects because you're the okay. worst honestly <laughs> honestly what happened was i'm in the middle of working on a series and i'm really enjoying it and i was just going to take a break from the series because i just finished the second book and I wanted to like breathe a little before I started the third. So I was going to do this nano project that was totally different. And the nano project is based off of an idea that a friend of mine pitched to me. And so I am uh, writing it according to her wishes. Mm -hmm. And I'm really enjoying it a lot, actually. It's been very, very fun. It is not gay enough for me. <laughs> So I uh, decided to work on the third book in my series because I was like, nope, this is too straight. <laughs> and now I'm working on two projects simultaneously. 
going very well. Nice. <laughs> it's excellent. NaNoWriMo's going okay for me. I've been obsessed with Call the Midwife. Call the Midwife's really good. I, <laughs> I jumped straight from documentaries right back to Call the Midwife, and I've been re-watching the series and watching... Um, the newest season. I love this show so much, you guys. Like I was last night, I was like half asleep and suddenly my brain was just like, like uploading all over, downloading all of the things that I had like experienced in the day or whatever. And I suddenly found myself listing all the different positions that the baby can be in before it's born. And, all and the I different, knew like, them all and I knew exactly what they were. And all the different terms for it. Because yeah. Because there's like a different... And how to like, like there's breach, there's transverse, there's the, is it compound... Um, Oh yeah, what's it called? When they've got their arm up, it's the when it's the elbow. Yeah, their arm is and up your butt over their head to hurt because yeah, because <laughs> their like, butt is in the <laughs> It's like the <laughs> compound um, positioning or something, and then like I and like <laughs> then there's the head is engaged, and like I don't know, I'm just like I was just listing them off. When the cord comes out first, what was that called? I knew it last night, but yeah. I've forgotten it now. But I was like in my mind as I'm falling asleep, just listing all the ways that you deal with those things. Like transverse, you have to like move the mother's stomach around so the baby's facing the right way. And like if it's breach, it's like I don't know. It's just I've been watching this show so much. Hours. I was sick last week. I had to stay home from work and they wanted me to stay home like an extra 48 hours after I was feeling better mm -hmm. and I've tested negative. I don't have COVID. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. But I was just home and I just watched Call the Midwife and played Resident Evil. <laughs> and oh, it's not pre anything. It's just called cord prolapse. Oh, prolapse. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And like literally I know I, I just like I love this show. Aaron. I'm going to say it again. You should watch this show. <laughs> okay. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. The writing does get a little bit, little bit goofy. And the and editing gets super the sloppy. editing gets crazy Ooh. sloppy. It, <laughs> we're on season nine. nine. There, was, <laughs> there was an episode the other night we were watching it where it was like, it was like they... <laughs> It's weird because the direction and the editing were really strong, I feel yeah. like, in the early seasons. And the writing, I, I think, stays good. The writing's pretty good. It, can, but it, it, it starts to dip a little bit occasionally in mm, some of the later but episodes. The but like, the writing is really dependent on the characters. It's very character-driven drama. Yeah. And the characters stay really good. Yeah. And like That's every every new character who they introduce... I'm always you just end up like, oh, I love them. you. You end up <laughs> you know? not understanding how you watched the first bit of the series without them. Yeah. That's the strange thing. They go through so many characters mm. and you feel like every time they introduce a new character, you're like, I have always known and loved. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> but the editing has gotten pretty It's real iffy. sloppy. Oh, no. there, was, there was a moment. Okay. Okay. So there's this one scene. In this one scene, there helping this mother give birth to twins and then there's another scene that's going on where sister julianne one of the nuns that works as a midwife is waiting outside of a doctor's office for news about her patient and they they have the scene with the mother giving birth to twins and then all of a sudden it like they like finished the scene kind of like it, it sort of like came to like it was coming towards an end. And then all of a sudden it jumped over to Sister Julianne sitting outside the place. And then it sat there 
for literally like a millisecond. And then it went right back to the mother birthing the twins. And it was her mother coming out to tell her husband that the babies are born and to come see them. And he was all excited. And then it went back to Sister Julianne's and then the doctor came out. So it felt like they had like accidentally left a bit there. We think what happened was they weren't totally decided where they were going to put the order of these scenes. And they accidentally like left a sliver of a frame. Mm. and like the thing is is that this isn't a one-time thing there was an episode Mm. like two episodes before that i think where there was a similar moment where we were like was that just like a flash yeah it was it was i in my mind when i'm editing my from memory videos i call it a hangnail Mm. where there's like a scene going and i've got like i'm looking at one thing and then it transitions to a different shot and i miss out on like the tiniest sliver of that next shot. And so you're going along watching it and you get a, like a flash of someone's face and then you're into the next scene. Like it literally it was feels that. like somebody just... They forgot to take out that yeah. tiny little bit. And no one noticed. Oh, dang. And, and now it's just a part of the show. I never forever. noticed that before. Like, See, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I just finished um, a book by Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning, a oh, novel yeah. called um, The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Mm. It was really good. Like, I love their writing style and their characters that are obviously based on them as children, but it didn't bug me because I'm like, this is <laughs> <laughs> And it, it's also like an intense story, but also just very fun and enjoyable. So I would highly recommend it. It was a fun read. And they did a, yeah, they did a really good job. That sounds like it would be fun. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, other than that, oh man, we watched um, The Hunt for the Wilder People last night. I love and that movie. it was movie. so cute. Yeah. I love that movie. I love that movie. Oh I love Taika Waititi. I know, right? <laughs> this does the best stuff. <laughs> that movie's that movie gets me. Oh, that movie is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it was really good. As of right now, just to kind of date us, like what's going on. So it's um, the 5th of November. Yay. <laughs> it's Guy Fox Day. <laughs> remember, yeah, it is remember. currently Guy Fox Day. It's not quite midnight yet. It's 11.25. Okay. It's 11.25 wow. p.m. I got uh, here at 6.30. <laughs> Guy Fox Day 2020. So what's currently going on right now, it's been quite the evening. Um, so I think they're still arguing about who's president. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it the person who got more votes or is it not the person who got more votes? Because that does seem to be the question. <sighs> what is America? Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, it's great. Anyway, uh, other things that happened, apparently Vladimir Putin has said that he's going to step down. He's ill and that's pretty big news. Huh. And um, also, Destiel happened apparently a few hours what? ago. What? What? Supernatural. Do spoilers. I have to go back and actually watch Supernatural now? I'm not sure because I haven't watched it, so I don't know how it is. But there's some back and forth on whether or not it was okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like Why? they ruined it. Supernatural, so how have they handled this kind of stuff in the past? You're right. They screwed it up. They screw up everything. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they're up to their same crap. Go moving on to what video games we're gonna be playing this next. It's kind of another tangent the podcast episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
it is. <laughs> um, I am mostly just still focusing on my backlog. Like I said, I I don't have a lot of plans to play new things for the rest of the year. Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out next week. Wee. So I'm just going to be playing that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm definitely not looking forward to it as much as I was looking forward to Odyssey. That's for sure. I can feel that I'm not as excited, mm -hmm. but I'm still excited. I think I'm not as excited because yet again, it's the you choose if you're going to play as a guy or as a girl and they keep showing the guy in a lot of the the promotional art. Mm. And I think that's what they did a lot in Odyssey and it pissed me off too. And <laughs> I mean, Cassandra's supposed to be the canon hero yeah. and they keep showing Alexios in everything. Yeah, He's canon. not even the canon hero. <laughs> it pisses me off. And the, the story doesn't make as much sense if you play as Alexios. Uh -huh. It makes way more sense if you play as Cassandra. <laughs> Favorite thing about <laughs> Ubisoft's games <laughs> just like hit my face she, like, against headbutt her <laughs> microphone. She, she like did a headbutt with her. You'll probably microphone. be able to hear it. Um, my favorite thing the tiny little moments of rebellion. Yeah, where you can tell that there's some person who was working on that game who was just like, "No, I'm gonna do what I want." Like yeah. there's, and yeah. I do feel like there's some nice little you moments do see like those. that in Odyssey, and the fact that. Cassandra's playing as Cassandra is so much more rewarding and so much better than playing as Ex as Alexios mm -hmm. as part of it. And like, okay, the voice actress who is Cassandra, she crushes it. Mm -hmm. And Alexios sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a villain. Sorry, it's just <laughs> he's supposed to be a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's better. Anyway, I am still excited for for Valhalla. But I am a little bit apprehensive just because of everything that's been going on with you. And I know like that some you know of it has... You know they're going to hurt you again. Yeah, I know some of it, all of the stuff that's happened had to have affected Valhalla. And I'm scared to see how it affected it. I haven't completely decided yet. Rules Phoenix Rising looks Ooh, really fun. That looks fun. Yeah. So I... If I feel like shelving out the money, <laughs> I think I'll do that one. I had a chance to play the demo on Stadia like uh -huh. two weeks ago, and I forgot oh. that I had I had the demo ready to go, ready to oh, fire man. up, and I just kept playing Baldur's Gate. Forgot <laughs> to start it, it, and it's no longer available, and I'm really sad. Oh, that sucks. What is our email address in case people want to email us? Princess in another podcast at gmail .com. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess and Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess and Another Video. You can also email us at princessandanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.